This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet. Hear their stories and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Ah, Ash, it is so good to be here, man. you know, uh, I I think it the best way to start the conversation. You know, we've got Jason, got myself here, and and you. I think the best way to start it off is by just turning it over to you for a second, and in your own words, breaking down sort of what it is you do and 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 what you're looking forward to today. Okay, well, Jason and and Philip, first of all, thank you both for having me here. I really really appreciate you guys. I'm really thankful for for being here. And, you know, I would say that, you know, number one, look, you know, I'm a uh, holistic, you know, financial business consultant. So I, I get into, uh, I'm no longer a financial planner, but I, I happen to have that background from the past. So I like to use that for the holistic minded or open-minded entrepreneur. Uh, and two main entrepreneurs I serve is either in the holistic or the wellness field, or I serve the financial advisors, insurance agents, that kind of thing. So like, for me, you know, um, it's important to, you know, let everybody know that, you know, you can make it, you, you can make it big. I mean, if you really choose to. Okay. So now at what point does finance come into your life as a, as a, as a path that you're going to go down? So I think, I mean, I, I was, I will tell you like firsthand, you know, I think that my, uh, money is something that you is a currency that we exchange, you know, in terms of energetically, physically, no matter, you know, how old you are. So the question, real question probably is like, when does money not come in play, you know, in our lifetime? You know, I think that in, in at least for now, until crypto takes over, right? That's a different story. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> So then you said you used to do financial planning. Was that, was that easy to do? Were, were you, were you in the States or any of that nature, like from the get go, or did you have to travel? And what was that like? Yeah. So like I originally came here from India in 1989 with 20 bucks and no English. I grew up here in Maryland. I ran into financial services in 1994. I wasn't bad when I was, when I started, I was pathetic. I had to, uh, <laughs> you know, I had to blackmail my dad through my mom to get my first sale in the door. And eventually I became good as an advisor. And, you know, I, I kept on failing my insurance exam several times and stuff like that because of English barriers. Um, and, you know, the, the time was enough. They gave us our, uh, like one minute, one minute and 20 seconds per question uh, to understand, comprehend and answer the question. Well. I wasn't the guy for that. So it just took a lot longer until I discovered that I could take longer time. And um, I, I passed eventually and I became an advisor. It wasn't exactly easy. You know, I wouldn't say like first six years was a school of hard knocks. So, you know, I struggled a lot. And eventually 
I became an advisor, a full blown financial advisor. I got my investment licenses and uh, and all that, and became a registered investment advisor. And I was managing over three hundred million dollars at one point. Oh, three hundred million dollars! That sounds like something Jason knows a lot about. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting because. But let me share something that I've learned through my life about finances and money. Finances or, or, or investing, all these different things, money is a relationship, right? We can treat it like a thing or we can treat it like, create it like a, a relationship that we grow with it, right? Yep. And, and, you know, not use money as a tool to uh, just use for things, right? Because yeah. things are very temporary, right? And if we grow alongside our wealth, there's so much more power in that, right? Yes. And because absolutely. then you can you can use wealth for good, right? Yep. Because um, in my mind, being rich and being wealthy are two very different things. Yep. There's a lot of rich people. Mm-hmm. There's not very many wealthy people. Yeah, Yeah, i'm actually curious is that is that sort of the philosophy behind financial chakras for you ash is that is that sort of where you ended up and because it's an interesting name for a company oh thank you for that yeah so the philosophy behind financial chakras is to understand energetically how to attract money in the right way or wealth in the right way right because at the end of the day, we can be rich. Like, you know, I will give you an example of, uh, you know, some group that um, I got introduced to lately. And I mean, full disclosure, I believe they're being scammed, but that that's that's their story to tell you later, not mine. <laughs> but based on, based on everything that I'm seeing is definitely leading towards a definitive conclusion, at least on my part, that it's a, it's a, it's a scam. Um, however, right, if they do become rich, you know, they will attract wealth from a, from a different angle. And I believe that at some point they will have to pay for that. So, you know, at how you attract wealth in your life is so crucial because there's an ener- direct energetic alignment. See what happened was as a, as far as a company name, like you asked me, Philip, like, that's an interesting company name. And how I came up with that is, is. Until 2004, I had my I was with banks and managing a lot of money. Then I went out on my own. I built a I built a successful business. I was doing about five million dollars a year in business, uh, in in sales. And then in 2008, uh, I got scammed, you know, and I lost a lot of money. And energetically, it just hit me really hard. And me being an introverted person, it hit me even harder. Um, so one day, like my grandfather was my hero. And ever since I was born, I grew up with him. And so because my mom had a postpartum, you know, depression. So I basically grew up with my my grandfather and we were talking about chakras and meditation and yoga and finance and business and life and all of that. And one day we were talking about chakras and we got into the conversation and I broke down and he's like, what happened? And I told him what transpired. And so he's like, he helped me kind of like fix myself up a little bit. So I was, you know, I was about to go like this way, but because he helped me energetically in the right way, my business actually doubled, right? Within a, within a short, as less, less than like six months span of time. So then I asked him a question, has anybody proven how chakras could exist in 
financial instruments. And then I said, you know, because I, I needed to make a comeback story anyways. So I'm like, let's, let's make it different way, you know? So I said, well, what can I do? So he said that has never been done. So I went to work. I took seven chakras. I put them in specific or I started putting in combinations. And I found that is one specific combination by which and only by which, you know, you become wealthy, not just rich, but wealthy. Right. So what I found was a formula. And then we had to come up with a name. And since it was about finances and chakras, uh, it became financial chakras. And eventually, I was able to figure out that each financial instrument does have energetic centers by which huh. we particularly align with one way, shape or form. And that's what the financial chakras is about new way of thinking about money in a, in a totally different way from a human technology. And then eventually I went on to uh, like develop a system and then, so I figured out like how to, I created a mathematical formula on how to measure your emotions in dollars and how to measure your potential in dollars. You know, alongside with that, I discovered that each human being, we have a, a two other main factors, which is your primary energy and your primary energy flow. So your energy flow is like a stock market. It's either it takes you down or it brings you up. Just depends on how you know where you are flowing and how you are flowing internally, and it is a signature that really you know um, makes the biggest difference. You know, in terms of each person has a unique like a thumbprint or a or a signature where by which they actually relate with finances and financial instruments in specifically in a specific manner. So it's a whole different way of thinking about money. How, how did you? market this once you have this story i mean it, it it's definitely new it's definitely different were you able to tap into your original customers and, and repackage it or what how did you go about that yeah so you know look i believe in giving you know like like jason was saying like you know you grow with it right i mean you got you got to grow from within and i believe that you don't chase money you got to attract money right and to attract money you have to know internally you know who you are to in many ways right and so and to attract the right type of money it to me is more important like you know people say sometimes they tell me you're not famous or i haven't heard of you like tony robbins or somebody else and i'm like well it's because you know the lifestyle i want to have is different than you know lifestyle somebody else might want to have right but overall I feel like I have a pretty good quality of life. And I believe that when I attract customers and, and the way, like what you're asking me, I, I like word of mouth. You know, I don't like to do a lot of hustle bustle. It's just not my style, you know. Um, you know, I'm getting out there, no doubt. You know, at this point, obviously I'm on the podcast, right? So I am getting out there and I'm good at getting out there. It's just, I've chosen to, um, you know, lead a life that is a little different than, you know, what most people would say. Uh, and I, I like to keep things simple. Um, you know, I have a daughter. She's about to go to medical school. So, you know, I'm focused on that at the moment, you know, and to me, that's more important. And I think that I attract that kind of people. And I, I do believe that you attract who you are. And mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a, such a and for me, it's I like that from pace point of view. I like it. You know, um, will I ever get to a point where I will say I'm working I don't know, 12 hours a day, 13 hours a day, possibly. Um, but right now I I wake up early 
around five or so. I start my day early. Um, I end my day around six or so in the evening, spend some time with the family. And then Saturday, Sunday, I, I make sure that I'm not doing you know, much, if anything at all, except spend time with family. And that's kind of like my lifestyle that I have built. But I do believe that you attract your customers based on who you are. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Jason's a family man himself, so he understands, I think, yeah. where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah. well, here, here's another perspective I've always thought of, and that is a lot of us spend time, right, developing our families or we are spending time on our, our, our health. Right. And I really look at family health and money as a, it's a triangle, right? So I call it the Trinity of success. That's mm-hmm. what I call it. Right. Cause if you have a healthy, uh, you know, you're healthy as a human, right. You have a healthy family and then you have a healthy, uh, financial plan. That's it. That's, that's what you need, right? There isn't anything else, right? Nope. And if you if you think there is, you're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you can you share some of the uh, the financial chakra? Like, is it a, is it a course or something? Is there anything you can share on it? Because I, I really actually want to know what the chakras uh, are about. Like, if there's one or two of them, you can like maybe let's say the first one. Yeah, let's start with the first one. So chakras start with the base of your spine, right? They, they go at, in between your privates and your rectum. So the tailbone right there. So with chakras, like think of chakras as like wheels. Chakra, the word, Sanskrit word, which was written up in oldest text called the Vedas in 2000, around 2000 BC. And the chakra, the word itself means wheel. Okay, that's what it means. So think of like a, a spoke of the wheel, right? Like a spoke of the wheel, and that's pretty much how they are structured. Now, within the each chakra, like there is a actually, uh, physically speaking, there are nerve centers in your body. So there are seven chakras, and they start with the base of the spine. Uh, that's called root chakra or muladhar as a Sanskrit name, you know, a base chakra. Then you have a sacral chakra, which is right above, um, right by your, uh, right above your privates, you know, around two like centimeters or inches of like a right underneath your belly the navel yeah okay the, na- the third one is the navel chakra oh. fourth one is the heart chakra fifth one is the throat chakra sixth one is your under or sixth third eye chakra and then seventh one is your nirvanic state so like the base so each chakra has um you know multiple majority of your nerves meet with where each chakra is so think of them as like a command centers for your emotional being. So each command center has a different emotions attached to it, whether it's fear, anxiety, uncertainty, anger, anguish, whatever that may be, love, compassion, all of that is attached to each one and they go at a much deeper level. Now, what transpires with a human being, with, the, with the, your root chakra is like your base. And what happens with us is as a base, you know, we people believe that, you know, get grounded, you know, get grounded. And that's the philosophy that many people believe in, you know, when there is a trouble sometime or something of that nature that's happening. Um, but, you know, with that, the base chakra carries the fear, anxiety, uncertainty, uh, certainty, um, you know, greed, like a lot of the, the other basic human 
uh, issues that are really related to us, right? So what transpires with that chakra is that either you are grounded. I believe sometimes people try to get too grounded because I do believe in, uh, I think you need to be fluid, in my opinion, when you have a problem, you know, not necessarily be be stuck. You know, you don't want to be a rock, you know, on a, on a floor. So the, the base chakra has a lot to do with your lot of your emotional states, you know, and negative emotional states that kind of resides that and that, that's constantly pulling a human being down. And it's all about the when you do the meditations and other things, it's all about releasing that and really getting yourself open to other things. I see. So uh, I think I'm being you understand a little more. So you actually have meditations that help uh, create the right energetic alignment with the chakras. And along with that, do you provide people like, is this like course online training or is this, or is this then lead to uh, like also understanding some vehicles since you do have a background in like financial planning and things of that nature where you also present to them. Now that you've aligned your chakra, take a look at a vehicle like this that you could, you should consider investing in now that you're in the right place. Is that sort of what that looks like? Yeah. So the, what that looks like is like, first, you know, we are, we are sitting down with a client and it's, it's more of a physical process you know, as of right now, and I do like three-day events around it. And so what happens is we get into the uh, your, what is financial chakras formula? What are chakras? And get into a lot, lot more detail and really understanding who you are as a human being. I get into what's your primary energy and what's your primary energy flow. Identifying those two things is 90 plus percent of the work because those two things will determine what financial instruments somebody should be choosing or what choices they have in the open markets, right? You know, not recommending financial products, but letting them understand how all of these things are in alignment with who they are. So like what, uh, what happens is that with these two things alone, what I find is that like, you know, a lot of times you buy something and you're just not satisfied with it. Or like if you see, if you buy a financial product and you go, wait a minute, maybe that wasn't the right choice, right? That kind of thing, right? So that helps you eliminate that, uh, that, that you know, a- angst later. And it saves you time by understanding what products you should be buying for yourself because ultimately either you're buying for yourself or for your family, but this helps you, you know, with that piece. And then understanding how to measure your potential and your emotions in dollars, that helps you understand how, you know, people say time is money. The question is how much money. And that way you get to make a decision. If you are making a business decision or the other decisions, how, how much compounding is it really causing? Or if you're going down, how much is costing you? So I usually do this in like a three-day format where we sit down and we, we talk about, we really dive into this. So you have a clarity around this uh, particular matter, but it's a, it's a deep dive conversations. I see. And so this is this is done. Uh, this is done on a group or one to one. It's both, you know, one to one or group. Uh, typically speaking, if I'm doing one to one, I can do it a little faster. But when if it's in group, I do it about two and a half days to three okay. days is approximately time it takes. Right on. Okay. Yeah. How would I, yeah. I? I I got. I have. It's interesting how you tie all this together, right? And. Mm-hmm. It, it really, it really makes me curious 
um, in your own business yourself as a human being, Mm -hmm. how do you really handle those losses and those struggles, right? How do you eat your own dog food, right? That's what I always like to say as business owners, right? We we stand up on our platform and preach, 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 right? But how do we eat our own dog food? And uh, cur- curious to get that little bit from you. Okay. How do I eat my own dog food? Jason, <laughs> Jason, buddy, I got news for you. I don't eat dog food. I eat Indian food. So that being said... <laughs> How do you eat your own Indian food? There you (laughs) go. go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But basically, you know, look, what I, what I found is that, you know, when I got scammed, um, you know, so when I went to my grandfather, right. One of the biggest things I, I like caught up at that time. One of the biggest things I learned at that time was how is your ability to understand your primary energy and your energy flow and what's your right flow. So I'll give you a perfect example. For me, I'm a very heart-centric person. I love giving, and that's pretty much how I operate. If it's not fun, if it's not love-oriented, if it's not something that I really want to do, I will just walk away from it usually, okay? It's not not money-driven kind of a mission. It's not a, what's my goal? I know how big of a goal do I want to accomplish? is none of that, right? So for me, when I flow, when I'm in my flow, you know, I typically go from my fourth chakra. And when I'm when I'm not in my flow, what I normally do is I will go from my, my heart chakra into my first chakra, my root chakra, and I will pretty much stay, you know, between my heart chakra, my third eye chakra, and my root chakra. And that's kind of like the flow that I stay in. More, more on the, and I'll, I'll, I'll put myself down or I, w- I will not move. I become immobile or worried or anxiety or uncertainty will creep in. When I'm in my right flow, what I tend to do is I go from my heart chakra into my second chakra, into my third eye chakra, into my fourth chakra, and, uh, into, and then go into my base chakra. So like I really, you know, flow in a different way. Knowing that information, that little signature, right? Anytime I in, I get into a situation, I acknowledge that and I'm able to get out of that much at a much faster rate than you know somebody else might be. Right. So these are the important things. So you know this like it's a such a crucial component because successful people unconsciously or consciously they have figured this out. They don't know that they have a flow, right? But there is, I promise you, there's a definitive flow. If you take a flow between Jeff Bezos and if you take a flow and versus, let's say, uh, Microsoft CEO. Um, Bill Gates? Bro- or, oh, no, no, no. Bill Gates, right? Yeah. Uh, Bill Gates, okay? So if you go between the two, they're both logical people. They both come from the third eye chakra, if you will, to a good degree. So it would appear until you read up their stuff. But overall, you know, like if you look at them as a logical people, you know, you'll you'll be surprised how different they flow. Like in, in my book, Financial Chakra, that's coming out. And this is what I have written about, you know, is understanding the successful people have figured out their flow, their signature, not anybody else's signature, but their signature. What is their signature? And they're able to 
get out of the situation, they all, we all fall down and we all have to eat, um, you know, maybe uh, Indian food that you don't like sometimes. But overall, <laughs> you know, <laughs> how to turn that food into some beautiful, delicious meal, that's, a, that's the difference. Right on. So as, as we start to like get closer to the tail end of this, I have, a, I have a, a important question. If there's someone who's starting out and they might be living in their route, right? They might be down. They might be getting down on themselves. They, they might be worried about everything. And obviously, as we know, based on what you've shared, it's impacting all of their lives, specifically also financially. What is one thing that you could leave them with right now to really bring into consideration or should they go out for a walk? Well, you know, what, what do you think they should do? So I think that, okay, look, number one thing is like, understand, you know, like what I tell people that if you really want to understand you, right, you know, like sit down one time and create a list of assets and liabilities. And if you just create a simple list of assets and liabilities and start paying attention to your assets as you're doing your daily routines. Stop focusing on what's a liability for you because it's gonna be that way, right? You are understanding your primary chakras or that will come in later when you come to an event or something, but at least for the time being, if you just start making a list every single day, just, just make a list, like just start writing things down, forget about, you know, forget about everything, just write, just write. Like for me, you know, whenever, like you asked me earlier, Philip, is that, you know, my business is down, like, you know, or how did I build up my business? And I love, I have built up my business through speaking engagements and through, uh, you know, through my connections that I have in the business community, right? So knowing, knowing my strength, it has been such a crucial component. So I would say if you're getting started, forget about, fancy, schmancy, whatever, doesn't really matter. If you have no balance whatsoever, or if you are in negative balance, my friend, you can start no matter where you are, such as you take a look at so many stories that, that are right in front of you, that you can take a look at their success stories. They have come from a such a bad place into multi-millionaires and billionaires all around you. So the first thing we have to do is take a stock of that and say, okay, there is somebody just like me, you know, that I can identify with, whoever that is, right? And see some of the things that they may have done and start with that process. And then sit down and like sit down and reflect and meditate. You know, I personally meditate. If you want to do something really simple, um, you know, this is uh, called, I don't know if you know, these are called mala beads, right? Or rosary beads, if you will. Right. So these are rosary beads. And if anybody wants it, I'm happy to send it to them. But these are rosary beads. So rosary beads have 108 beads. To calming your mind in the right way is so crucial. There is a story behind rosary beads. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but like um, there was a guy in India, totally broke and wanted to make a lot of money. And he went ahead and um, what do you call this? He prayed and he found a lamp. And then he rubbed it and Jeannie came out and Jeannie says, master, ask me whatever you want. I'll give it to you. And the only condition is you have to keep asking. That's the condition. So he asked for everything, including the universe. He had everything at that point. Jeannie said, no, 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 master. You have to keep asking or I take everything back. 
So he says, okay, uh, now what do I do? So he goes to Himalayan mountains. He goes to this guru and the guru basically says, go outside. You know, he was in cave. The guru was in cave, didn't have a house. So he was in a cave. And so he goes outside and he asks the genie that I want you to take 108 foot bamboo pole, stick it underground, one bamboo pole and take the second bamboo pole and stick it above ground. And then my next wish is for you to go up and down on that bamboo pole. And that genie is your mind. And the only way to control that is by making sure that you come to a still position or still state, right? So mala beads or rosary beads, there's 108 beads and there's scientific reasoning behind that. When you do rosary beads, and let's say you pray to whoever that you want to pray to, and you are praying like this, and it goes around one time. And by the time it comes to the first time, your mind begins to come to a still state. If you do this five times, and you really concentrate and ask for anything that you want, it will help you align, start getting aligned in the right way and taking you in the right direction. So this is That's one it. of the things that they can do. A sim- most the simplest exercise somebody can do is this. Stillness As, is the key. Understood. Stillness is the key. If yeah. you understand your assets and your liabilities and your stillness, you can go forward at a much faster speed. You know, it's been said at least in many scriptures i'm sure that people used to travel you know through their you know mind or their you know energetic you know beings we just have forgotten i see okay i can i'm getting i'm getting a flavor of what it is that you're doing so i want to i personally think we should roll out the red carpet i don't know what you think jason and just like let you like tell people how do you want people to connect with you preferably is it a social channel something along those lines because after that we've got a final question Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> so, you know, people can connect with me through my website, you know, either ashshukla.com or more importantly, go to financialchakras.com and they can connect with me through there. If they want to find out about financial chakras, go to financialchakras.com and uh, they will find all my information and I'm Googleable. So just type in Ash Shukla and you should be able to find me pretty easily. Okay. And now Ash, if... You were able to invite anybody like dead or alive here today to listen about your journey. You know, you were telling us a lot of things about like how you traveled over here and, you know, what school was like. And uh, when you ended up finding a way through financial career only to have it all taken away from you because you come from the heart place, you know, and because you come from a place of the heart, it can put you into what would be considered a liability, but also an asset. Right. And so we're there and we're say we're sharing this and your moment of rebranding and really repositioning, if you will, right? Realigning when you spoke with 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 your family and they told you nobody's ever done that before. And you actually then catapulted up and you started doing these three-day events. If you could have invited anybody to sit here and listen to this and maybe even add to that, who would you have loved to have had here and why? Well, first of all, I would definitely invite Philip and Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a requirement there, right? <laughs> <laughs> requirement. <laughs> yeah, no, I would I would invite some of the big time speakers, you know, trainers who who have blessed me in so many ways. And I mean, my very first blessing, I believe, I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of the spiritual leaders, you know, um, from from um, spirituality is concerned, you know, whether it's, um, you know, Dalai Lama or. Uh, or somebody like that would be a, a great gift, you know, but more importantly, you know, speak, uh, speakers and trainers who have really blessed me. I mean, 
you know, Tony Robbins had blessed me like when I was 21. It's how I got introduced to, uh, you know, I think Unleash the Power Within back then. Mm -hmm. uh, he came down to Baltimore. I would love to have him. Uh, and I'd love to have other, you know, Brennan Burchard. He has made a big impact in my life. I would yeah. love to have, have the guy. Um, you know, I would love to have Deepak Chopra. Uh, though my, my personality and his personality may not be exact same. I, I may not be, but I do love him. I, I think that he has made a huge impact uh, teaching me how to do certain things, you know, knowingly or unknowingly, you know, if you will. But, but these are some of the people. Oprah Winfrey would love, I mean, love to have her. Absolutely. Uh, she's a dynamite and I really would love that. So these are some of the people I wish, right? I mean, in terms of a business tycoons, um, you know, and a lot of them have made a huge impact in my life because they've taught me along the way. I mean, I learned how to close a deal through Tom Hopkins, you know, which is uh, one of the old, oldie goldie sales trainings, you know, <laughs> if you will, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I, I learned the words such as unbelievable. I mean, I've tried it all. I've tried it all. And uh, yeah, I mean, these are some of the mentors. I mean, I really am blessed. And most importantly, I would have the entrepreneur that is really looking to make a shift because without yeah. them, nothing else would matter. I see. Okay, I'm beginning to understand. Yeah, you want to create change on a, on a massive scale, just like the people that you've mentioned here, uh, because you, you felt the power of what that kind of mindset shift can do. And you just created a new vehicle to be able to help people shift and find that center, that stillness, and take what they're doing to the next level. I, I think I see it clearly now. Yeah. Well, I mean, those are all the questions I have, and that's really uh, my thing. I don't know if Jason has anything else on his mind. Otherwise, uh, this has been a great conversation. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I just my my whole thing is is you know a lot of the way I align um, with the way I do things. We just use different terminologies. That's mm -hmm. probably it. But there's a lot of alignment in that, and uh, I will say. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here. Um, there's only 168 hours in a week. And uh, thank you for taking this one hour to spend it with us. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been a really great uh, time. There's a lot of gold in this conversation. If people take the time to absorb it. And that's the key. Right on. So, yeah. thanks, thanks for being here. Just want to reiterate, sorry, one thing. It, so it was financialchakras.com? Yep, financialchakras, C-H-A-K-R-A-S. Right on. Um, financialchakras.com. Thanks for stopping by, Ash. Thank you so much for both of you. And, uh, you know, you guys are great. And uh, I can't thank you enough, both of you. Absolutely. Okay. Be blessed. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Llanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.